Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another podcast. It's going to be a good one. Uh, the award show is released. The awards are out. A new MVP was crowned among a lot of other award winners. And we have your award show host in the building tonight. And this is a two-part episode. We got Alec on first, and then I'm going out to Trenton to interview Jorgie too. So it's going to be a banger. And this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Pipe Fellas, 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 what a weekend. Great weekend. Alec, happy to have you here. I'm sure you had a lot of, a lot of attention on you the last couple of days after your award show performance as a host. Yeah, uh, the bloopers were a hit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't help that Kyle We should just jump also, right into that, honestly. We really should. It didn't help that Kyle also like further exposed them on Instagram by posting all the clips I mean, of the were, jokes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were funny. Yeah, the jokes, uh, the jokes were good jokes, man. I mean, everyone thought that I wrote those. Mm-hmm. They were like, Lord, your roasts were so good. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Hey, but it was the delivery that was <laughs> nah, good. I, the I, delivery. I knew you didn't write the, the one about the magic uh, order. Yeah, I knew you I, wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, go, I heard that. I go, no way. No way he would write that. The jokes were so good. And like I said, you delivered them well. It took, some, it took a couple you. tries, as we it saw did. in the bloopers. Um, but you delivered them well, I thought. Jack, how'd they come through as a viewer? Because you weren't actually there to see it in person. Um, what this just the whole award show, the, the like jokes, everything? the jokes specifically, the jokes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were on par with the, with the previous, you know, MLW award show videos where there's a little, there's always a few corny jokes to start it off. Right. Every good I award mean, show has just, some corny There's gotta jokes. be a roast. Every, there. there's gotta be, there's gotta be some roasts. Um, they just gotta be in there in the beginning. Gotta be a little corny. And, uh, I think they, they hit well, Alec, the delivery was great. <laughs> I love this video probably maybe more than some other people just because I was the most recent host before you and I was like watching you do it. I was reflecting on how I felt in that moment trying to do it. Yeah. And um, I don't know, like, how did you feel like because that's your first award show hosting, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so how did how did you feel like going through that? What, what did you expect going into it? So to be honest, um. I was watching videos of people hosting like SBs before. <laughs> okay, that's and smart. I was watching SNL, watched Jack Harlow, and I was like, I, you know, feeling confident. Like, I, I was feeling the delivery <laughs> of it, and I was like, oh, but this is also Jack Harlow. Like, uh-huh. like this guy's a superstar. So, so he are can you? just, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I gotta, I gotta get that mindset. Uh-huh. But, uh, but yeah, I watched some people hosting so I could sort of get a feel of how to deliver the jokes and then I was practicing in my room like different iterations of the delivery like when am I gonna make my inflections and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah it did it did help that I practiced a lot yeah like I said the articulation and the delivery was was spot on thank you thank you that's that's good that you um I don't know I don't think I had did did uh, Tommy and Kyle kind of feed you the script? Yeah, of, like a week ahead of time or something. Because I don't know if I had the luxury of doing that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Kyle Kyle gave it. Well, I asked for it. He was like, "Hey, I have your script ready." Blah blah. blah give me details about the day, mm-hmm. t- the day after. Um, and then I was like, hey, "Can I have the script?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll send it to you." Sent me the script, and then yeah, I was just practicing all night on delivery and. 
I didn't know if I was going to be holding a mic or if I was just going to be having my hands down. So I was like, I got to have hand movement somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. So it did help having, yeah. I don't know what to do with my <laughs> yeah, hands. Yeah, I'm just going to be sitting there the whole time like this. No, they were they were well read, and you're a good speaker too, naturally. Thank you. I think my favorite moment, like being there in person, honestly, was I don't know why, but the the joke about the Wildcats. We're like, oh wait, it's another bomb. They yeah, hit off you in the playoffs. <laughs> that was so funny because once again, Kyle wrote the joke, but just the way you're like, oh sorry, it's just another bomb. Yeah, hit off you in the playoffs. It was so everyone there kind of like heard it the first time and chuckled. You did a second take, and then everyone started dying yeah. laughing because they realized how ruthless that joke was. Yeah, it was. I emphasized the bomb. Yeah, you did. Another predator hitting a bomb off you, man. <laughs> well, it's like a slap well, in funny the face. It's like very personal. It's your team. Yeah. And you're talking right to Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at him, yeah, and I was like exactly. pointing, hitting a bomb off of you. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus, man. It was so good. Even though he wrote so, the joke, which is the yeah the funny yeah. irony in it. Mm-hmm. That I, was that was great inflection. Great Thank inflection you. right Thank there. You. you definitely had to practice that one a few I had times to. to get it right. A lot of yeah. bees. I also um, liked how Kyle, not really in the like, actual video video, but in the blooper reel at the end, I like when he included Drew's like first initial reaction <laughs> of hearing the joke about the Cobra dugout, and he's like, this is horse manure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny as well. But fun fact, guys, Drew, um, that, that TikTok, and it's not Drew's fault, but the TikTok that I made that referenced what time everyone arrived at the award show, that was generous to Drew. It, I don't want it to seem like he like showed up super late for the sake of the video, but he had other obligations that day, and we knew that before we even scheduled it. Like we asked everybody, like, when are you free? When are you not free? And I think Drew had to pick up somebody from the airport or something, and the flight got delayed. Yeah. So he wasn't there to like pretty much the award show had like completely wrapped up. But then somebody reread the joke to him to to have his reaction get filmed, and like the first time he re- heard it was when he was like, "This is horse manure." And I thought <laughs> it was so funny because we had already heard it, so we were anticipating Drew's reaction. So I'm kind of curious, um, whose idea was it, and how did you guys actually do the FaceTime part with Robles? Because that was pretty cool, like that graphic. Mm-hmm. Like, did you actually FaceTime him, Alec? Yeah, I was. I was holding two phones. I had <laughs> I had Kyle's phone. I was FaceTiming Kevin him Gates and talking. <laughs> <It's> Kevin <laughs> Gates. And then I had the audio phone. Yeah, because so this is for you guys out there who are trying to make videos. When you screen record on your iPhone, it doesn't include the audio um, from a FaceTime for whatever reason or a phone call, I don't think. So, yeah, Alec had Kyle's phone with Jordan on live, and that was a real screen recording. Like, that was happening during the award show. We really did it right in the middle, right in pace with the award show video. Like, it didn't happen out of order there. That was all done in order. And then to get the audio from the phone, we had the mic on Warda, but just in case that wasn't strong enough to pick up Jordan's voice, he was also holding my phone, which was just recording a voice memo, so we were getting double audio just in case. I have no idea which audio Kyle used. I'm guessing the phone. Yeah. But I, it could have also just been Alex clip on microphone. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with being extra safe like that yeah. because if that ta- that was a good take, mm-hmm. and I think it was the first one, and you might not get another good one like mm-hmm. that, or it might not be as natural, mm-hmm. you know, especially for, for Jordan. Um, the first time he's just speaking off the top of his yeah. head. Same thing with me. I was just kind of speaking. It's really natural like that. Mm-hmm. So had we lost that audio would have been a bummer. Jack, it's uh, it's funny you brought that up. How you like, were you actually FaceTiming him? Because for whatever reason, when I watched the video too, because you can't see Jordan's like actually on the phone in Alex's hand, yeah. it could be like, did they fake this or is it real? But it was yeah. 100% real. Yeah. Well, it, it, it did look real, but um, I was just wondering if that was just really good editing that was done or if it was more just like a screen recording. But now, you know, it's funny because now that you're saying 
all of what you said about, you know, holding the other phone to grab the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Cause I was, I was watching Ward. I'm like, why is he holding two phones? Like, what is he <laughs> doing? And, and, but I have noticed that before that. Yeah. Like screen recordings, they don't have audio. So now that makes sense. Well, they I do. They do have audio. Like when you're recording something on your phone. So for example, if I want to make a TikTok, and Kyle's unavailable to send me like a raw, raw clip from like from our actual camera, I'll just like, I can go on YouTube and screen record it. It'll include the audio from the video. But for FaceTimes, it does not include oh, the call for audio. Calls. I, for okay. calls. I wonder Makes why. Sense. I don't Is know. There's some sort of. It's also very interesting that YouTube even allows you to screen record at all. That didn't yeah. used to be the case. That was an update like two years ago. But like even the Xbox app, for example, like you can't go in there and screen record a clip from your Xbox app. You have to actually download the clip from the from the Xbox app. I have. So accident- most apps have like blocks in place to where you can't do that. But YouTube, no, you can you can steal from it. I'm trying to think of any other behind the scenes stuff I can share with you guys. Um, I mean, you guys saw a lot of the behind the scenes of this video. I mean, I think the blooper reel, like I said, was a fan favorite. Yeah, they <laughs> loved that. The, the blooper was so awesome. Like. If you watch blooper, you can watch blooper reels of TV shows or movies, and they're arguably like funner, funnier than the actual movie themselves. Like mm-hmm. when the people, when the people who are doing the acting, and also the people who are watching the acting, like <laughs> mm-hmm. can't can't hold it together and are laughing. Like there's just something about that that makes it so funny. Mm-hmm. And like every time Warda in the bloopers. Like you'd kind of mess up, and then I would hear like the laughter in the background. I could just picture <laughs> yeah. everyone like laughing at you. It just made it so much more funny. But well, I'm so I'm I'm glad Kyle included that because that was that was all time. Yeah, I mean Jack, like we were talking about in the previous episode, it's kind of weird because everyone's looking at you, and like you're sitting there through all of Alex's mistakes, and you're kind of laughing at it. I'm sure Alex's like, all right, I gotta get this right, type of thing. And then you have guys who are like, just say it this way or say it this way, and it's like Alex probably like, shut up, I can do this on my own. <laughs> So the ones, the ones, Alec, where you were kind of like, you kind of just like faded away in your line, like you just slowly st- like stopped talking because yeah. you just like forgot I it just or forgot. whatever. Those, yeah, those ones were so funny. Oh my gosh! I like, like the you one. just you just had such a funny way of like rolling from your mistakes <laughs> into like the next line that didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He knew he was in trouble and tried to keep <laughs> yeah. going. And he just started to trail off slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or uh, or I would be talking and I would realize what i'm saying it just sounds terrible like there was one when i was signing off mm-hmm. the, the yeah. one where i was like uh thank all right, you good night like i was like i don't know how to like maybe i should have told you this beforehand alec but what me and kyle usually do at mlw videos like on game days when we're uh doing like the intro reading we're talking about the teams and the mm-hmm. matchup and the records and the starting pitching matchups that kind of stuff is we usually like struggle through the entire thing. So like, for example, if we're reading in the first 10 seconds and someone messes up, we usually just push through the mistakes and go all uh. the way to the end to kind of get a feel of how it's going to go throughout the entire thing. So just like struggle through one bad run of the entire thing. Then we go back to the beginning and do it all again. And usually that second take is like money, usually. Yeah. Not always, but. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard of similar strategies like that to just like, even if you mess up, just like finish. Mm-hmm. Like in... This is a funny example, but like in chess, if you blunder, it's like don't just resign. Like just yeah. finish the game, and yeah. then you know. Yeah, you never good, know. What can happen. It's good practice to just continue. Exactly. Finish. You finish it out. Yeah. And then you know, do it again, and it'll be better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But overall, you did pretty good. 
Um, the one that was really giving him the fits, like I said, was like when he's talking about Robles' numbers, like 393 average, eight home runs, and 17 RBIs, whatever it was. That one probably took you like five minutes to oh get through that God, one line. So funny. The yeah. Silver Slugger. Silver Slugger. Oh, God. I, I don't ever want to <laughs> say that. Curse the again. Silver Slugger. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. It took me so long. And I was getting, I, you know, I was trying to not be frustrated. You know, I'm like, I'm having fun. But I was starting to get a little like, this is so annoying. Yeah. It's not. In my baseball jargon, I mean, you guys know, <laughs> you guys know how how much I know about baseball and my baseball jargon. And I kept saying like one point three three ERA, and it's like just say one three three or point five. That's not the batting average is a bad thing. You like zero point nine six ERA <laughs> and the strikeout. The strikeout one was probably the highlight of the whole video when he's like SO. What is that? It's, yeah, I thought it was sanctuary onslaught. <laughs> What's the explanation behind that again? The sanctuary onslaught is a. Uh, is a limitless survival mode in the video game that I play. So and that's, did you call it SO? Yeah, and it's SO. So there's Sanctuary Onslaught. So when we, when I'm talking with my my friends on the game, we just mm-hmm. say, hey, you want to go rip SO? And it's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> or ESO, Elite Sanctuary Onslaught. So we say oh SO, and I saw that. And we say capital S, capital O. So I saw that, and I was like, Sanctuary Onslaught. That's it. There was mm-hmm. a lot of Sanctuary Onslaughts this year in MLW. There was. <laughs> there were quite, quite a few. Quite a, quite a bit. <laughs> Um, but besides that, it was a great video. I thought it turned out well. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. Like, it was a good change of pace from the bowling alley. Like, fun vibe. I thought the professional vibe was was pretty cool. Yeah. And just everybody. I liked it a lot. It also was funny seeing how different guys got dressed up differently than others. Yeah. yeah. I thought you looked sharp. Baron looked really sharp. Um, Drew wore the Top Gun shirt, like, under his coat, which was funny. But Drew was yeah. also in a hurry, so he was, it was a little he, different. He was in a hurry, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think Drew, um, his outfit might have been questionable, but... I think he won like I think he won most creative I guess acceptance speech like his was the his was like one of the only ones that wasn't just like generic like Mm -hmm. thanking the players thanking my teammates thanking the fans you know graciously accepting the award Mm -hmm. so I, I I appreciated that from Drew. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Speaking of uh, graciously accepting the award, I thought, I don't know why, but Barron's acceptance speeches are so wholesome to me. So wholesome. I love yeah. Barron's speeches. He's just a wholesome dude. He really in, is. In general. Yeah. He's just such a nice guy. I like when he's just like, I am, I'm thankful for the fans that voted, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm just happy to accept this award. Yeah. It's just so yeah. nice. I was like, what a it, guy. It, it is nice. Yeah. I also very, thought. Very stoic. I gotta yeah. give a shout out to Dallas Allen for improving on his uh, acceptance speech as well from last year to this year. Yep. I think last year was the blinking thing where he blinked like a hundred times in thirty seconds when he was giving his speech. It's and tough. He got tore apart it's, in the comments it's for it. Tough. But I he mean, did much better. Much much better. All the difference a year can make. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I think that Baranowski winning most improved and also winning Cy Young is like the story of the award show. Like that. That I, that has to be the first time that's that's happened before. That I'd probably have to is. Yeah. We should look into that. Should yeah, like because because that's not a like we it, it comes up in every you know it comes up at the end of every year every award show how prestigious that Cy Young award is and for someone to win most improved and then also be the Cy Young winner I feel like just is crazy like that's crazy 
Yeah. So hats off to Barron again, obviously. I mean, his ERA dropped four whole points. I think a lot of that too. You got you got to credit Drew a little bit. I mean, there's a reason that he got yeah. voted Manager of the Year. Um, yeah. You know, he trusted Barron, stuck with him, and gave him the opportunity. I, I think Drew learned his lesson when he pulled him in that first series, and then they lost the game. I think Drew was just made the decision in his head, like, all right, I got to stick with Barron, trust this guy, and and hope that he continues to work hard and, and continues to improve. And he did. So I do give credit to Drew for that one as well. I also love Drew and Barron's exchanges in this award <laughs> show. Like when <laughs> when he won, yeah. them getting up and hugging was funny every time. Do we? Uh, I think all the awards were very, very well deserved. Were there uh, were there any snubs you guys thought? Um, no. A lot of the community, the Discord, at least, it's sort of a, uh, it's sort of evenly split between Norp, Robles, and uh, and Cratch for MVP. For MVP. for MVP, it's sort of people think uh, Norp got snubbed. People think Robles got snubbed. But a lot of people are like, no, Crash was lights out. Like, and no one's saying no, they weren't. But um, it, it's it's just a funny, pretty even split between mm-hmm. everyone. They all I mean, there's an argument for all of them to win. Right? There is for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say. Let me ask you, Warda. Um, Tom, Tom's he's been on the Ryan Cratch train all year, mm-hmm. and and picked him again to be the MVP. Um, I had said, you know, certainly that he deserved the award, um, but. From your perspective, like playing with him, playing, you know, in all those series with with him, were you kind of going through the season this year and watching what he was doing and in your head being like, this guy's got a really good shot at winning MVP or was it kind of like a shock to you towards the end of the season? Um, To be honest, I didn't even really think about it until, um, I mean, I didn't think about it until the cat series was when I was like, oh my God four home runs, mm-hmm. pitching lights out. And I think it's, I think, I mean, throughout the season, it's not like I wasn't recognizing how good Cratch was doing or how good Russell was doing. I guess I was more worried about, I wasn't wasn't thinking about the, the result of anything. Mm-hmm. I was really trying to focus on what, I'm, what, you know, taking game by game and then series by series mm-hmm. and not really thinking about the result. But the Cat series is when I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane actually it was such a crazy performance yeah i think when it hit me jack and the reason that i kind of did give my vote to ryan plus he finished strong too even though his team did lose um i kind of noticed when i think it was either at the end of the regular season or very close to the end of the regular season on instagram um kyle put together uh, a little carousel post that included like all of the top stat categories like era wins as a pitcher batting average home runs rbis and Cratch was on all of those lists. Yeah. And like he was the only mm-hmm. guy that was in every category. Robles was in most. Norp was in a lot of them. But Ryan was on every single list. And that's when the comments were blowing up like, whoa, Ryan Cratch is having an incredible year. And then I realized it too. Like, dang, he's leading all these categories. Not leading, but like top top candidate in all these categories. That's when I was like, he's probably going to win MVP. And I knew if yeah. he had a decent playoff campaign, he probably would. And like I, like I said, his performance in the ALDS and CS were good enough to earn my vote. Sure. Yeah, I, I, you can't argue with the stats. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't argue with the stats. But I, I, Jack, um, for the record, I did love your argument for Norp too. Like, you, he, you think he is the most valuable? Well, let's pose, let's pose this question: like, if, if the Predators and the, like, let's say in theory, the Predators and the Diamondbacks traded Jimmy Norp for Ryan Cratch mm-hmm. this year. Wow! Imagine did the do the Diamondbacks do the Diamondbacks still win the World Series? 
Uh, I would say no, Jack, but I also think the chemistry is so big. Like, that would be a totally different yeah. vibe it's for the D-backs. The chemistry is huge. Ryan fits in really well with the, the Preds, and yeah. that's why he made the move over there. And I think, obviously, Jimmy and his best friends are a good team. Um, really, you can make the argument, like, if we were to do a redraft, let's say, like, who's the actual best player in MLW, I think mm. Norp would probably be drafted first. Yeah. I think right. it'd probably be Norp, Robles, or Ryan, um, the three that were in the talks, like you said, in the Discord. Just due to how clutch Norp was, like especially this year after being that clutch in the playoffs, it's like how can you not take this guy first? Like he's he's game. insane, yeah. But um, and maybe I'm partially responsible for this when I looked at the stats and stuff and was talking highly on Ryan. Um, I just think this year he he earned himself that award. But what do you think, Jack? Are you still think you think Jimmy got snubbed? You can say that. No, no, I don't. I don't think he got snubbed. I, you know, I can see both sides of the coin. I really mm-hmm. can. Um, it's it it really. I don't know. It, it, I I've gone back and forth because it does. Um, stats do matter. Like that definitely does uh, reflect value for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's just. I feel like you know, kind of like I said on the previous podcast, the most valuable player I feel like is is the one that like elevates his team the mm-hmm. most. You know what I mean? And so, like for for that hypothetical scenario to switch Ryan and Jimmy and and I get the chemistry piece of course that is that is huge and we talk about that all the time but just how quickly you were t- to say no for them to win the world series I feel like shows you know the argument mm-hmm. on the other side for why mm-hmm. Jimmy could have easily won mm-hmm. but for the record- hats off to Ryan I'm not I'm, yeah for the record I'm not slighting Ryan at all mm-hmm. Ryan and you had a great season my man and I'm super happy for you just uh, playing devil's advocate here a little bit. This is uh, this is not like I'm challenging Jimmy to go somewhere else and try to win, but I also think I could say the same <laughs> thing about the other team. I think if Jimmy goes to the Preds, I don't think the Preds win the World Series either. I don't know. I just don't see it working. It's a big chemistry it thing. Is, I'm a is. firm believer in the chemistry too. It is a big factor. In a, in a yeah. simple game like wiffle ball, it, it where it's makes about a, like, a lot of it's like fun, it makes a big difference. It makes a for big sure. difference. But once again, Jimmy, I wasn't challenging you to go somewhere else and try to beat me again. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go to the AL, honestly, fine by me, dude. I don't need to play you to get to the World Series then. But um, but an interesting thing, Jack, that you said about most valuable player being the one to elevate um, their their team the most is I almost felt like Jimmy could have been a really big candidate for manager of the year for elevating his team. Because mm-hmm. starting off yeah. as bad as as they did and being so resilient and as a manager being able to push through lead by example continue going 100 percent, lifting your guys up and then pushing through all that adversity um that's in my mind i was like oh that he's being a really good leader that's just what really good leaders do and that was perfect perfect example set by jimmy um so i thought he could be a candidate for manager of the year because of how much they he lifts his team up which is funny that you said the most valuable player lifts his team yeah no that's a really good point I didn't even really think about that but I completely agree I think Drew um I I think I think Drew kind of edged him out only because Jimmy obviously a fantastic manager but he's just so recognized for like just his pure like playing ability you know what i'm saying like all those top 10 plays um his his clutchness right where whereas like the manager you kind of think of like i don't know like i i feel like 
part of the reason why I've won it twice is because I'm not the best player. You know what I mean? Like seriously though, like no, I'm that's not, a good point. I'm not the top guy in the league. You know, I'm not like a top five guy in the league, but I'm able to kind of like, you know, strategically do some things with the team to, to make them perform. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, that's why Drew got most of the votes is because those Cobras have, you know, really had a hard time breaking through to the World Series, and he's been there a long time. And he personally did a lot of things differently this year in his management style, mm-hmm. and they paid off. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why some people kind of lead towards someone like Drew as opposed to like Jimmy for the manager of the year. But I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, for for the Diamondbacks to turn their season around the way that they did, obviously you have to have fantastic play but you for sure have to have really good leadership and that's what Jimmy did. Yeah, so I'm I also might be blurring the lines between leadership and management cuz they may be the same thing but take the Preds for example. So I'm a better leader than I am manager. Mhm. Cratch is a better manager. That's why we made that decision cuz he's better with you know, making moves, making moves, managing the lineup, thinking about things, managing the lineup. Like it was his idea for him to lead off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that makes sense to me. I think that's the right move. Um, but I think I'm a bit better at leading and maybe getting the boys fired up or saying the right things in the right moment mm-hmm. to, you know, ignite something. Um, like Dan Campbell, you get him fired up, get him fired up. <laughs> it's all about grit, baby. <laughs> biting kneecaps. Yeah. Biting kneecaps on the way up. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah, but but yeah. So I think there may be, and now that you mention it like that, yeah, Drew did make more moves than Jimmy did, but Jimmy just, I I think displayed a really just classic leadership. Yeah, I think a lot of it yeah. too, like internally speaking, and I'm talking about myself too, and how we talked about Drew in the videos and stuff like that. We really hyped him up like as a great manager this year, just because mm-hmm. of how well the how far the Cobras have come over the last two seasons. After making that questionable trade in the first ever draft, then getting Baron, developing him, and then getting Sawyer, who's like a firecracker and oh, one of yeah. the more popular players in the league now. Um, so, like in a lot of the intros, like the World Series intro, for example, like I was highlighting Drew's management and how great of a job he did. So, I think that turned a lot of the fans' attention towards Drew Davis instead of a guy like Jimmy Norb. So, like that has an influence for sure on how people vote, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Well, that's yeah. interesting we brought that up. That was a good topic. Yeah. And the the new players that he brought in, he used mm-hmm. as his starters. Mm-hmm. So it, Jimmy brought in new players, yes, but mm-hmm. it was still the same trio that won in 2021. Yeah. So right. he didn't make any big moves like that. Drew made a huge move and brought in a starter, a rookie, a starter. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, to to bring in a, a, a a true rookie. I don't know if that's the right terminology. I want to say no. true freshman, but <laughs> it's a rookie. To, yeah, to to bring in a, a rookie to play like that. That's just a really good draft pick and really good eyes and being able to see something in Sawyer and it mm-hmm. worked out really well for him. Mm-hmm. Well, overall, I think it was a great award show. I think the fans did a good job with the voting. Um, yeah, there's some great topics that we just debated too. And I'm sure there's more we could dive into. But mm-hmm. overall, um, fans, thank you for voting. I hope you enjoyed the award show. And that kind of does put like the conclusion. The concluding period on the on the 2022 season. So now we're on to some fun off-season videos, which I'll probably announce in the coming weeks. 
And then before we know it, it's going to be opening day again, which is crazy. I, I too, mean, it's only a few months away. It is, and which is like it's wild. A few months is. It's funny how much your perspective can change because, like, as a kid or even as a college student, yeah, like January, it's, so it's like, true. oh, God, summer's so I far know. away. I have a whole semester left, it's like, really blah, not. blah, blah. It's not. And, like, as soon as the new year passed and it was January 2nd, I'm like, holy cow, it's going to be opening day next week. I have so much to do. I know. Blah, 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 blah. It, it, it's already almost February. And I know, February's dude, a short two month. Weeks been I know. So it's just. It, perspective it, it's perspective. right here it's right here what are you looking be forward here to the before most? you know it before what you, what you, you know what are you uh alec looking forward to the most for the summer um and i don't know i'm just looking forward to playing with the prez again there's a there's a lot of things that i'm changing personally um or that i'm thinking about changing personally mentally changing right now mentally <laughs> mentally changing right now mental reps yeah uh mental reps are important they are during they are it, during his so time yeah, yeah during, during his so in, he's manifesting a preds championship intense <laughs> so i'm just envisioning envisioning swinging the bat but um yeah and i'm i'm just excited to see what comes across mlw's plate mm-hmm. you never know what happens with with this league or what opportunities come our way or i don't know I, i'm just excited to see what happens it's like opening a a Christmas gift almost like mm-hmm. it's always a surprise tomorrow. I'm not going to spoil it. But tomorrow's a big day. We got some things in the works tomorrow. We got some big things happening. So let's hope, go. hope it goes well. Fingers crossed. Let's go. That's what I'm talking. This is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Exactly what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. But all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Ward. I appreciate it. That yeah, was fun. Thanks Tom. Thanks Jack. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. As always Al folks, this episode is about to take a hard right turn. I'm going to drive to Trenton to interview Jorgensen, but I actually did that two days ago. So enjoy <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy part two. All right, folks, we are out here in Trenton, Michigan today, back in the Jorgensen garage. We did a pod a while back with Chris, but Chris did not join us today, unfortunately. Just Jorgie, but Jorgie, thanks for, thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks. Thanks for coming back to the garage. Tom's Tom's uh, extending his trip this time. Last time, he just stopped in to film a pod. Oh, yeah. Now he's, uh, he's going to be sleeping in my basement, so... <laughs> <laughs> that was that was worded very weird. Little sleepover <laughs> no. for the no, boys. Just, hey, just a couple of boys watching some football. We're gonna get into that in a second, and um, maybe hit the town tonight. So it should be a lot of fun. But um, we kind of got the rundown last week from Chadwick, right? About the Gators, where your guys' heads are at. It sounds like you've been working a little bit. Is that true? That's true. It was only one time, but I'll, I'll do a little more uh, now that it's really cold out and I can't go outside. So I'll just head upstairs at my. Uh, little athletic facility at where I work and I'll put some work in. Yeah. What do you, what do you actually do? Where are you working? I work at uh university of Detroit mercy. It's a division one college in the city of Detroit and I'm an intern in the athletic office. Okay. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's, I like the job. It's just, I don't get paid a lot. Yeah, but it's part of the battle. Got to start somewhere. Do they, do they know you're a professional athlete? Oh, when I when I went to interview for the position, the dude interviewing me knew who I was already. Oh, that's a great start yeah. in an interview. That's awesome. Like. Any MLW player who goes for a job, I hope that happens every time. We're like, oh, you're that kid who played in the Wiffle Ball League. That's, there's <laughs> no better icebreaker than that, I feel like. When I was actually searching for a job, I, I had it somewhere on my resume. And to be honest with you, a, a few interviews, it was like, almost the bulk of the conversation like people were so interested about like they hadn't heard of it and they were like Mm -hmm. oh what's this like why is it you know why is it on here and then I you know start explaining it and they always thought it was so cool yeah people it it is very hit or miss I said that many times before Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think in the interviews that I did um it definitely came up because I wanted people aware I remember because I was interviewing for jobs in 2021 spring 
So I had to tell people right away, like, I already need, like, three or four days off to go to Oklahoma, for last year's Oklahoma series. So it did come up, and they asked, you know, a couple of questions about it. But nothing too major from what I can remember. Anyways, because Chadwick caught us up to speed last week on the Gators, Jorgy, um, I figured it would be pretty appropriate with the NFL playoffs starting literally right now. We're recording this on Saturday at 4.30, so the Seahawks and Niners game is underway. Um, and I know you're a big NFL guy. All you guys in Trenton are big NFL guys, so we right. wanted to talk a little NFL playoffs. I think it'd be pretty appropriate. Me and Jack keep the fans in the loop on our Lions, <laughs> our ups and downs as being Lions fans. So, um, oh yeah, with you being an NFL expert, I wanted you to walk us through your bracket, and then Ooh, Jack and I could share your picks as well. Let's go through the NFC first. Okay, whole NFC first: Seattle at San Francisco. Game's on right now, mm-hmm. but I already made my decision before it started. San Francisco, big. I've I've got a Debo Samuel jersey <laughs> on right now. Mostly due to the saltiness as a Lions fan because mm-hmm. no Lions fan wants the Seahawks to win right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Minnesota's the three. Giants are the sixth seed. I'm taking mm-hmm. Minnesota because I think that people are like overhating them for no reason. Like, I agree. Like, yes, they like win all their games really close, but they still win them. And people just think they're like the worst team in the NFL for some reason. Yeah, all this fraud talk for the Vikings. I feel like, I mean, they, they're a team that knows how to win. Um, they're at home. The Giants aren't that great, in my opinion. So I got I got exactly. Vikings too in that one. I I might have had an upset if if it wasn't the Giants. I just don't I'm not very confident about them. Mm-hmm. And then we got this one's interesting. Monday night Dallas at Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay's in an awful division. <laughs> uh, this one's tough because like I don't think Tampa Bay's very good. Dallas chokes in the playoffs. But I guess I'll go Dallas because the defense mostly. And mm-hmm. when Tom Brady gets pressure, he is not good. And they have Mike Parsons, so. Okay. All right, so let me walk through my first round as well. So, San Francisco versus Seattle, I agree. San Fran, I think it'll be by a pretty wide margin. Um, it is already 10-0, but I thought before the game even, this would be a blowout, so we'll see. Well, Seattle's driving right now, so I don't know. The, the screen's frozen, so. We lost the signal out here in the garage. Yeah. Um, I, think, Minnesota I think you guys versus, might be behind. <laughs> we, might, we might be behind. I think you're um, a little behind. Minnesota versus the Giants. Um, this game, I think the Giants will battle, but I think the Vikings are just a better team overall, even though, like Jorgensen said, people can call them fraudulent and whatever. They won a lot of games this year. They know how to win, so I got the Minnesota Vikings at home. And rounding it off, the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. I think this could be the closest game. I've seen the Buccaneers and the Cowboys both look pretty good in certain games this year and also look terrible in other games. Um, but I think the Buccaneers... You know, like their, their record wasn't the best. Brady's old. I feel like his head's not all in it this year. So I got the Dallas Cowboys moving on to the second round. All righty. Well, a couple, you know, some great picks from the fellas. We were definitely on the same page with the first two. Uh, I think the Niners are just, you know, flat out better than the Seahawks. They beat them twice already this year. I think that'll probably happen again. Um, the Minnesota Giants game might have been the hardest pick for me, uh, especially, you know, in this first round. I did end up going with the Vikings. They played once earlier this year, obviously, and the Vikings won by three points. I think the Vikings just, they just have so much, you know, firepower with uh, Justin Jefferson on offense. Like, he's just so good. I could see Mm -hmm. him just kind of taking over this game in the playoffs. Um, The Tampa Bay-Dallas game, like you said, Georgie, is very interesting. It's almost like, it's like the toilet bowl of the NFC, but they're the four (laughs) and the five seed. Like... Tampa Bay, like you said, is just it just looks so weird that they're the four seed because they've been so bad all year. Dallas has like not been playing very good recently. Yeah, they um, awful but, last week. Right. And and they're in here somehow. Um 
I'm going to go – I have Tampa Bay on, uh, only because Tom Brady in the playoffs. I mean, he's never lost to the Cowboys in his career. They're mm-hmm. at home somehow. I think that's going to make a big difference. If this game was in Dallas, I'd probably pick the Cowboys. But it's kind of just like who's going to lose this game rather than yeah. who's going to win it, I feel like. And I think Tom Brady at the end of the day will probably just make less mistakes and they'll probably end up winning in, in a pretty, you know, not that exciting game. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Jorgie. Second round matchups in the NFC. Who do you got? All right. Before I say, quick update. Uh, Seattle Seahawks have scored a touchdown. <laughs> Kenneth Walker in the end zone. It's already on. 10 to 7. Uh, anyways, what? Oh, we're go- keeping NFC? NFC. Stay in NFC. All right. Yep. So that means I've got the Eagles matched up against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Big rivalry. I've got the Eagles. Like I said, wasn't really confident about either Dallas or Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am confident about my boy Jalen Hurts. That's that's my favorite player in the NFL. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh man, uh, all off season, me and uh, me and Chris were on the Jalen Hurts side, and Jason Chadwick was on the other side. Mm-hmm. So just so many countless arguments over the off season, and now Jason just has to eat his own words because he's an MVP candidate. It's tough. Are you? And are Jason, you? Are you? Sorry, Tom. Are you concerned at all with his recent? you know, injury battles. Oh uh, yeah. Shoulder. I think a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be enough to affect him against Dallas. I don't know. I, I think they're, they're also, it's not just him. Like they have a really whole team, their defense when they're all healthy is playing really good. Their offense line's really good. Sometimes they don't even need to throw the ball. So mm-hmm. I'll stick with them. And then that gets Minnesota going to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said, Minnesota's, Overhated, but I think this is where the road ends. I think San Francisco, uh, once again, got the jersey on. I think they're going to pull out, pull it out. They've won 10 in a row, so I make it 12 at this point. They're mm-hmm. one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey won me a fantasy championship, so don't San Francisco. Yeah, something about the Niners. Defense is solid. Um, you know, Brock Purdy looked pretty good for the most part. Serviceable for sure. They got McCaffrey, like you said. They have a lot of weapons. And Minnesota, I feel like they just kind of got hot at the wrong time. You know, they've looked very beatable as of recently. We saw the Lions kind of beat up on them in Detroit, which was cool. Um, so I also have San Francisco moving on to the NFC Championship. And then Philadelphia and Dallas. Yeah, I think Philadelphia is in a different league compared to Dallas. So I had the same matchup as you in the NFC Championship. How about you, Jack? We're we're all on the same page, guys. Uh, <laughs> I got San Francisco beating Minnesota. I just think that, um, you know, I feel like Brock Purdy could probably hand the ball off the entire game and they could still win or just run like jet sweeps to Debo the whole time just because Minnesota's defense is not that good. And San Francisco, you know, on the contrary, their defense is is lights out. So I think they'll be able to slow Minnesota down and get to that championship. Um, And yeah, I mean, Philadelphia versus Tampa Bay. Like I said in the first round, like the only reason I picked Tampa Bay is because I had to pick a, a team in that game. And I think Philadelphia overall, like you said, Georgie, they've got a solid all line. When their defense is clicking, they're they're very they're very solid. So uh I think they'll probably edge out Tom Brady and make it to the NFC championship. And who do we got advancing to the Super Bowl? San Francisco traveling to Philadelphia, one and two seeds, so nothing nothing really too fancy here. Yeah. Uh, I think this would be a fantastic game. You have two offenses that are very good, two defenses that are very good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give the edge to Philadelphia because of the quarterback position. Uh, no, no, Nothing against Brock Purdy. He's played fantastic. He's still a rookie. He's still a seventh-round pick. 
and Jalen Hurts is leveled up this year. I think, you know, he's got a week off this week. He'll be a little more healthy by then, and I think that them having the better quarterback and being at home will help mm-hmm. him out and at the Eagles in the Super Bowl. It's a good pick. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm no NFL connoisseur. The 49ers, for whatever reason, I feel like every year just seem to get it done in the lofts. Usually it's like beating Aaron Rodgers and sneaking in somehow. I don't know. They're just a very, uh, not at the quarterback position, but for the most part, they're an experienced team and they know how to win the big games. And I feel like they, they find themselves time and time again uh, playing well in the playoffs. So I went with the Niners. Went with my gut. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you, Tom. I picked the Niners. Um I think when it gets to this point in your brackets, you got to really think to yourself, you know, what, how did these teams get here? How did these teams get to this point? The Philadelphia Eagles, they got there by kind of breezing through the first 75% of their schedule. Mm -hmm. Now they, you know, have had some injuries, were a little bit dinged up and um, have sort of kind of backed their way into the one seed, not backed their way. They've obviously been a solid team, but that's kind of how I see it. Um, San Francisco, on the other hand, you know, let's not forget they started this season basically in like a rebuild mode. They had Trey Lance as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. He snapped his leg. They bring back their <laughs> old, they bring, bring back their old quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been very, very good for them in recent years, you know, brought him to a Super Bowl. He gets injured. They go to their rookie quarterback and he's won five games in a row. Like I, I feel like that should show you how good of a football team San Francisco is like, it's not about just one player. It's just like next man up. And they're so mm-hmm. well coached that they're yeah, going to be able to get it done. Bring up Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. He's coach of the year. Yeah. He's done a great job. I mean, they've been through literally so many ups and downs in their season with injuries and um, just, you know, they didn't really start that great record wise, if I'm remembering correctly, and they're just super hot. And so I think, you know, if those teams met, in the NFC championship that San Francisco would move on to the Super Bowl. Well said. Well said. All right. Moving on over to the AFC then. Jorgensen, start us off. All right. This is, this is where the fun begins. I think this as, <laughs> yeah. as Anakin this Skywalker. This side's a lot side, more fun. Yeah. Uh, especially like the top of this, even, I don't know. Well, the bottom has a couple of backup quarterbacks, but mm-hmm. we'll get into that. So two versus seven is. I mean, Buffalo. Yep. I mean, Buffalo. Skylar Thompson starting. No, Buffalo. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on to three and six. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Anthony Brown is starting. No, Cincinnati. And then, and sorry, those are boring. Like they are. No one's picking. On paper, they're boring. You never really know, right? You never know, man. It's you never NFL. know. You never know. Okay, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I think like maybe any other year a backup can go and do it, but not against those two teams. Like mm-hmm. those two teams are playing. That's a very insane. strong two and three seed right there. Yes, yeah. very strong. And then the good game, which is tonight, mm-hmm. uh, Chargers at Jacksonville. I think this is going to be a great game, probably the best game all weekend. I agree. Uh, shout out to Sam Breitkart on this one because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers. I know he's a big bolt Chargers up. guy. Yeah, bolt up. Uh, honestly, this one could go either way. If, if I get this one wrong, I'm not going to be mad or upset at myself at all. Trevor Lawrence is a baller. I love that dude. But, uh, you know, if Justin Herbert able to air it out he doesn't have mike williams because brand staley's mm-hmm. decided not to sit his starters which was yeah. an interesting call uh Very but I, I still think the Chargers will take it yeah i think that is going to be the best game of the weekend just based on the matchup itself um jacksonville i don't know I'm, I'm not too high on them to be honest i think lawrence still has a lot to learn he is developing though 
And he has some good weapons around him. You know, he's got ETN, which is kind of cool. The teammates, the chemistry we saw that being successful for Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Um, but Jags have found themselves kind of hot lately. They did win that game that they needed to last week. I think they beat the Titans, right, to sneak in. Whereas the Chargers have had kind of an up-and-down year. I had this team, like, as a Super Bowl contender coming into the season, to be honest, but they haven't really wowed me. And it's in Jacksonville, correct? Correct. I'm going Jags. Going Jags. It's kind of an upset pick. Who's actually favored in that game? Chargers one and a half, I think. Chargers, yeah. I'm going Jags. Don't know why, but I'm going with it. Um, the other two, like you said, I think they're kind of chalked. At least you have to as a, as making predictions here. I got Cincinnati and I got Buffalo. So, um, yeah. All right, Jack, Love who it. do you have in the one game that actually matters? <laughs> um, Actually, I had the Miami Dalton. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I do want to say, though, like the Dolphins were, you know, eh, but the, the Cincinnati-Baltimore game, I mean, that would have just been so awesome if Lamar would play. Like, those teams just know mm-hmm. each other so well. Their games are always awesome, so it's really unfortunate that he's not going to be able to play. Um, I still think it'll probably be closer than people think, but I did pick Cincinnati, and obviously I picked Buffalo, um, but the the Jaguars Chargers game so uh, yeah this was another one similar to the Minnesota Giants game where it was really hard for me um my gut said Chargers uh but then I reversed it on my gut and I said let's use your brain here and think about think about how the Chargers are just so notorious for getting to the playoffs and then just absolutely losing their mind and not getting off the bus mm-hmm. and the Jaguars on the flip side weren't really expected to make the playoffs at any point in the season up until pretty late like the last few weeks mm-hmm. and so they're kind of playing with house money now as the four seed and I don't know I feel like they're going to come out and they're going to be playing like they have nothing to lose and the Chargers are going to feel like you know they got to prove something and that's going to go in Jacksonville's favor. So I got the Jaguars moving on to the next round. Nice. Me and Jack are thinking alike so far. Yeah. So we all have the same matchups in round two, except Jorgensen has Kansas City versus the Chargers, whereas Jack and I have KC versus the Jags. But we all got the Buffalo-Cincinnati matchup, which should be super exciting. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I think we, we haven't picked a single six or seven seed yet, have we? Mm-hmm. Okay. So no. we're, keeping, we're keeping it easy on the whole reseeding. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start with Can- or Chargers at Kansas City, which I actually think, I mean, I said I didn't have the Chargers to go through. I think that if Jacksonville goes through, I think KC might kind of kill him. Not kill him, but like I think they will won't have much issue with Jacksonville. But I think if the Chargers do win, I think then it'll be a lot closer. I kind of agree with that. Division yeah, they, they played close earlier this season. Yeah, they've battled I think that was like the couple. first Thursday night game. It was like really early on, but they it was a battle. Yeah. Herbert and Mahomes, they always seem to yeah. duel. I mean, Mahomes also, like, he ends up winning because, like, he, like, crushes that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's lost. What's his? He has, like, some crazy record on the road against his division or something. So I'm still going to take the Chiefs over the Chargers, even though I think that would be an exciting game. And then Cincinnati-Buffalo, you know, the one we uh, missed out on due to uh, yeah. DeMar Hamlin's injury. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, I think I think there's a really, really good chance that we get to see it again here in the playoffs, and it's going to be fantastic. Like, yeah. I, if, if, Especially if I have to work that round. day, ooh, I'm not going to be <laughs> happy. Oh, yeah, that's not Oh, okay, never mind. I don't work. We're good. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yes, and I'm going to take 
taking Cincinnati. Wow. On the road. Joe Shiesty. I mean, if the two hottest teams in the (laughs) NFL right now are the Niners and the Bengals, but the Bengals have Joe Burrow and the Niners have Brock Purdy. Yeah. Okay. Taking Shiesty. It's fair. Um, I also think KC will take care of business. I totally agree with what you said. I think Chargers versus KC will be a better game than KC versus Jacksonville for whatever reason. So I got Kansas City beating the Jags in my bracket. Buffalo versus Cincinnati. I do think it'll be a complete shootout. I think it'll be a great game. But um, as we'll see as this bracket plays out, I think Buffalo's kind of my team of destiny this year. And I do think that um, they, they, the ball has just not bounced their way in the past. Or, or the coin has not flipped their way, I should say. So I just think that Buffalo is too good of a team to not have things fall into place for them. And now they're pretty well read. You know, they're experienced in the playoffs and in the big games. So um, I got Buffalo beating Cincinnati and the uh, defending AFC champs. Love it. Well, like like you guys, I also have Kansas City edging out whoever wins the Jacksonville uh, L.A. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, wow. Like you said, Jorgie, obviously we got to play the games, but feel really good about our chances. Line. Gotta yeah. play the game. We gotta, guys, we gotta play the games. There's a reason we play the games and we don't just look at paper and decide who wins. But mm-hmm. that being said, feels like there's a really good chance that we're going to see this Cincinnati Buffalo game again, which is so cool. I think in in this game, Buffalo at home, uh, wintertime, I mean, they're, they're used to playing in the cold in Cincinnati anyway. But mm-hmm. weather could be a factor, possibly. It's going to be an awesome game. I think, honestly, Buffalo is just going to be playing with such a chip on their shoulder from the whole DeMar Hamlin thing. Not that it was anyone on the Bengals' fault, obviously, um, but I just think going forward the rest of this season, it's kind of just they're playing for something bigger than what they what they started this season playing mm-hmm. for, if that makes sense. So I think that's just going to give them a little bit of an edge. These teams are so close in their ability and and skill and how well coached they are. Um, but I got Buffalo going to the AFC Championship. Oh, Jack, me and you are on the same wavelength today. So yeah, I think I don't think we've missed a pick. I, uh, I'm starting Dallas. to think we're not going to the whole Actually, no, you picked Dallas. Yeah, ah, you picked Dallas. Dallas. It's the one. All right. Well, Jorgi, lead us off. Who do you got going to the Super Bowl from the AFC? All right. So if I'm so if I'm correct, your guys' AFC Championship game is at Atlanta. Yeah, correct. Buffalo and Kansas mm-hmm. City. Mine would be at Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm still going with Cincinnati. Wow. Yeah. I, I That's just, a bold pick, I'll I'm, be honest. I know. I this is like everything first <laughs> round was kind of like I think like I picked every team that was favored and kind of this Bengals run of the Super Bowl is kinda of like my bold take, but I just think they're playing like they are the three seed because they start off a little slow, but mm-hmm. if they were playing like they had the past like ten weeks, they'd be probably the one seed. I mean mm-hmm. they Took down Kansas City. That's kind of where it all started, and then they just were rolling after that. And they beat him last year in the same position. Exactly. Uh, Joe Burrow was really good at beating Patrick Mahomes for some reason, and mm-hmm. that game was in Kansas City too, right? Yep. Okay. And it was last yeah. year. Yeah. The yeah. only, Georgie, I will say, they, they've had some injuries on the O-line. They had Liel Collins, I believe is how you say his name. Yeah. He's done yeah. for the year. They had another one. I can't remember his name now who I don't think will be playing in the playoffs. Does that concern you at all? I mean, I don't think uh, against like the Chiefs especially, like they have Chris Jones, but mm-hmm. I don't they don't have like a really premier like outside edge rusher. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and then what the Bills have Von Miller, I mean he's he's been good. He's 
nothing like like a Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, or something like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously concerns are going to be there, but I, I think they're playing too well. Burrows, like Jamar Chase had a, a couple games where he's out. He's back. I think T. Higgins is a really, really, really good second receiver. Their defense been playing good too. So I just, I just think they're kind of the team of destiny right now. And they had the last year, though. I don't know. I don't know if you strike with lightning twice. Yeah, but I don't know. okay. I won't say they're the team of destiny. They were the team of destiny last year. This year, they're just like good. Good. Like, they're <laughs> just like they. They should be there. They're, they're a good team. They're established. Yeah. Like if if they make it to the Super Bowl, I don't know if people are going to consider it like a Cinderella run because they're just, no, it's right. not this year. Not this year. There's right. a good team. Last year, I was not believing in them no. at all. But Joe Burrow's just kind of a dog. He can get it done in the big games. Um, dogging him. So Lake Jorgensen said, because of the injury to Demar Hamlin, they're going to play the game in Atlanta if it's KC versus Buffalo, um, and that's the matchup that both Jack and I are looking at. And as I kind of alluded to, I just think Buffalo it's bound to bounce their way one time. I think they're just a great team, and Josh Allen's a great quarterback. And with the extra additional thing of playing for a teammate who was unfortunately very seriously injured, um, I just think it's Buffalo's year. So I got Buffalo going to the Super Bowl for the first time in a long time. So I must have missed this somehow. So are they are they playing in Atlanta because the home field advantage Correct. advantage so, wouldn't have been decided because they didn't play that game? So yeah, they're yeah. playing at a neutral okay. site between the one gotcha. and the two seed if they both make it. But gotcha. Cincinnati okay. doesn't get anything. No, that's why Joe Mixon did the whole coin flip celebration because <laughs> okay. I guess they decided due to a coin flip. Yeah, that's how the gotcha. NFL likes to do things. So, mm-hmm. so I didn't know that. But I don't think it will really change my pick. Um, again, Tom, I mean, we're just riding together today, buddy. <laughs> awesome. I got Buffalo. I think the if we remember this game in last year's playoffs, I mean, that was like one of the greatest football games I've ever seen. I think it'll be super tight again. I just think that Buffalo, um, they are kind of that team of destiny. Like, even though they were picked, I think, preseason – they were the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I think so. Um, so, I, you know, it's not like it's been some Cinderella story, but just like with what they've been through recently and and Josh Allen just getting more and more experience under his belt, I think this is going to be the year that he finally breaks through and takes them all the way to the Super Bowl. So you got the Bills taking on the Niners like I do? That's right. Great matchup, great choice. Who do you think is going to win, Jack? So... We haven't had a ton of upsets thus far. Only a few, only a few in our picks. Um, we've sort of kind of been riding with the top seeds, which on the AFC, I mean, it's like those two games with the three and the six and the two and the seven. It's like, what do you expect us to pick? But yeah. However, I think that uh, that team of destiny, Buffalo, their ride is going to come to an end here in the Super Bowl wow, against the Niners. Really? I think that I think that the Niners have the best defense. And defense wins championships, ultimately, at the end of the day. Um, Josh Allen, with all the skill that he has, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. Uh, but sometimes in the NFL, it's not really about, similar to what I said kind of in the Tampa Bay-Dallas game, it's not really always about winning the game. It's about not losing the game. And I think, mm-hmm. ultimately, um, if Brock Purdy can kind of just, like, do what he's told to do and not try to do too much. The Niners overall will perform better. Whereas Josh Allen, you know, with all his ability and his skill, he is liable sometimes to, you know, make some interesting decisions. I'll say it's true. And that can sometimes hurt his team. So I think on a Mm -hmm. stage like this, 
I'm going to go with the the overall the team that's less likely, I guess, to make mistakes, and that would be the 49ers. The rookie QB less likely to make mistakes. Rookie QB, I love it. I was really hoping that um, Seattle was about to score right as he was explaining that. They're um, kind of driving right now. I, uh, oh, they did. I think you guys are behind. Oh boy! <laughs> Wait, like we're definitely, oh, I don't right know where here. you go. Oh, what, how Steve. much time's on the clock? DK Metcalf, Metcalf touchdown. Yeah, yeah touchdown. we just saw it. Oh, you um, just saw it live. We just oh, saw that's it. Funny. Yeah. Um, I don't really have spoiler, to be man. honest. To get back to my predictions for my Super Bowl, I don't really have as long winded of an answer as Jack did. Besides the fact that, like, I've I've kind of been beating a dead horse here. I think just Buffalo is a good team. They've been a good team for several years, and I think that kind of like I said for the Cobras when I made my MLW predictions this year, when I was like, they're finally going to pull all the pieces together and get it done. That's how I feel about Buffalo, and hopefully my prediction actually comes true this time, because I would love to see Buffalo win after what this team has probably been through. You know, I can't even imagine. So, I got Buffalo beating the Niners. I think it will be a good game. I'm actually excited for it if it does happen, but I think Josh Allen will finally raise the trophy. So we have three different Super Bowl picks then. We do. That's good at least. You guys finally decided to guess. split there again. <laughs> Let me guess. You got the Bengals. I've got the Bengals. He's got Joe. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I the way I was talking about them leading up to it, I, I feel like just the AFC is probably going to win. I th- I'd say yeah. my top three. I agree. If I were to pick like three in order of who to win the Super Bowl, it'd probably be like Bengals, Chiefs, Bills. So we did lose Jack, unfortunately, from the call. We're going to continue. Um, we're wrapping it up, guys. Jorgensen, the NFL expert of MLW, has just joined us this week and, and given his picks, and Jack and I shared ours. Three different champs. Um, let us know what you guys are thinking. Um, I'm sure we'll post some video clips on Instagram of our brackets, and uh, feel free to comment below and uh, let us know your thoughts, who you think is going to go all the way this year. But I think if if NFL playoffs or anything like they were last year, we're in for a treat because last year's playoffs were yeah. probably the best of our yeah, lifetime. We were, we were together in, uh, in Phoenix watching that Chiefs-Bills game, yeah. so in the hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. We were. Yeah. All right, Jorgie, what does the rest of the night have in store for us? Uh, football. Football. Uh, the Wyandotte, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Who, where, who's going to join us tonight? Uh, so, Caden. Honestly, like, might be here. Probably like waiting outside for us to finish the talk. podcast. He didn't, he didn't text me. Okay, so Caden's coming. Uh, Jordan Curry's coming. Curdy. We'll probably see Trevor Bonham at some point. Uh, don't worry about Jason and Chris. They're dead to me. <laughs> Your teammates, your teammates. That's Come true. On. They are my teammates. Yeah, you can you can see the fun one on the team is it's it's me, and I guess they're like he's cool. I appreciate you having me out here. It should be a fun fun time. We'll have to update you guys. <laughs> Jack's called me. My phone's recording, so I can't get it. But yeah, uh, um, you text him. Should be a fun night. Finally got out to Trenton to hang out with these guys. And uh, besides that, thanks for tuning into this little two part episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Brendan Russell has hyperhidrosis. We'll talk to you guys next week.